Welcome to So Is This Normal, a podcast by women for women about the things they didn't teach us in school. We are your hosts, Kate Naranjo and Phoebe Hall, inviting guests from a range of specialties, navigating the intersection of women's health and thriving in the 21st century. We have all been there. Something causes us to ask ourselves, so is this normal? Let's talk about it. And we're live. Welcome. Hi. Hello to all our listeners. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> we're still getting used to the microphone thing. It's been quite a learning experience. We've talked a lot about our last podcast, and I was harshly critical. When I say I, I mean Phoebe. <laughs> it's very critical of myself. Um, Which but- is interesting because all the feedback I get, people saying how good our voices yeah. sound. <laughs> It is, but it's weird hearing yeah. your voice. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's a learning experience. But yeah, we're back, and these are our voices. So yeah. thanks for listening and tolerating us. Yeah. So um, we have something kind of special planned for today's episode. Um, first, I wanted to talk about the So Is This Normal event that we hosted at Lulu in July. Yeah, that was awesome. It was beautiful. It was really awesome. We did a sex conversation, like adult sex ed for, it was like a what, about, again, like a dozen women. Yeah, like a dozen women. At the Lululemon in Wayland Square in Providence. They're so wonderful for hosting us. Yeah. Um, and we got into the nitty gritty and we blushed and we laughed and we got serious and we talked about sex because we think that we should do that more in a yeah. less um sexualized nature or like show-offy way yeah or even like pressured way sterile way of sex ed like it's just like a real conversation talking about sex um and pleasure and what that looks like yeah for women different experiences there was a lot of overlap Mm -hmm. like loved having everybody kind of share stories where a lot of people were like oh yeah Mm -hmm. i i was i've done that yep or, oh, that happened to me. Mm-hmm. And then there was a couple things that were, like, really different perspectives, I think, for a lot of people, which yeah. was cool. Yeah, it was awesome. It's hilarious. I just, I love the, I never really know what to think leading up to it. And you and I have talked about this the first few You're events. figuring it out. <laughs> it's, I get so nervous. Oh, me too. Um, oh, my God. I'm so happy you yeah, did that. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's so nervous because I don't know who to talk too much, talk too little. Yeah. To agree to disagree like I don't know what's what version of my talkative self to bring to the table and so it I think once we start it flows I feel like we can create the space um but creating space is something that we're not really trained on doing you're trained on counsel so yeah Yeah. and so it's not giving advice not giving answers but just like letting people talk right and it's funny because our whole intention is like to get comfortable with getting a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. because that's why we're not talking about these things because it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. But then when people are talking about things, it makes everyone feel like they're in their own little silo mm-hmm. and like, you know, makes people afraid of asking questions and it can even lead to like health issues. Yeah. Um, and so it's funny because we want to make it uncomfortable, but I agree with you. I also am like, how uncomfortable do I feel comfortable making this? Yeah. And I you think know? it's a good practice for both of us because – it's yeah. a different role for us to step into um, yes. and so, so cool to watch our friends and some people who are new friends um, really step out of their comfort zones and share. Yeah. So if you haven't been to one yet, come by if you're in the area. We're super excited. We're hosting a pretty special event in September. So yeah. stay tuned. We're planning something cool and we'll definitely be talking about, can we tell them? Yeah. Periods. Lots of period stuff. Yeah. It comes up with every discussion we've had so far. So, you know, we'll revisit all the topics, but yeah. it's time to talk about periods. Time to talk about menstruation. Which is like our favorite thing to talk about it anyways. Is. It One really of our brought faves. us together. It did. We like to talk about our periods. So, so we're going to be talking about that in September along with a bunch of um, other neat things that are brewing. Yeah. So stay tuned to the Instagram for that. The tickets should probably go up in end of August. Yeah. Um, if you can believe it, here we are, end of July. Oh my God, I know. Summer is, it's in full swing. It is. It feels so weird this summer though. Well. And I feel like I say that every summer. <laughs> it ends up, especially because we live in a place where everyone migrates from. Yes. yes. So Phoebe and I are both in Providence and we both have family yeah. places by the water. Yeah. And so we just 
like flee every yeah. Friday. And, you know, Phoebe and I are seeing each other. We haven't seen each other in a, in a week. Yeah. Um, but we've both been like. We just been, you, you hustle during, during the week because you just want to be able to get to the yeah. water for the weekend. So yeah. um, wherever you're listening to us from, we hope you get to the water soon. I know, Because that's right? the goal. Yeah, in it's Rhode definitely Island. a thing in Rhode Island and New England in general. But like, I just don't know if I could ever do it any differently. I'm in the summer, and I sometimes feel bad, and I feel like I have to apologize to like friends and stuff because people will be like, "Let's get together soon." And I want to be like, realistically, we're not going to get. Realistically, together we're soon. talking like, September. Yeah, like maybe, <laughs> maybe even October. Maybe October. Yeah, <laughs> September's been beautiful. If there's an Indian summer, forget about it. Yeah, but I just like I like you said, you hustle all week, and then you're like, okay, and now Friday I'm finishing my week and packing for a weekend yep. away and while you're away on the weekend like I don't want to text people while I'm at the beach or hiking I don't or even doing bring things my phone. on the boat yeah like yeah. because I will drop inevitably drop it in the ocean so it's yeah. not like I'm like yeah. oh I'm so unplugged it's like no I, I can't afford a new phone <laughs> so I leave it at home yeah speaking of unplugging I've been like pretty good at it like in the last week it's like I feel like I've been sort of forced to and um do this does sort of happen to me like every summer but like I was feeling really dependent on my phone a couple Mm -hmm. weeks ago and was mindlessly scrolling through Instagram yep which is just so toxic and I think I might need to do like an official unplug soon like a social media detox so if anybody else would be interested in that like DM us on Instagram maybe we'll do like a a group one in August Mm -hmm. yeah July is a good time for it too but yeah, we're, no, I we're almost that. done with the month. I so. love that. When I was done with the wet, when I got married in September yeah. of last year, I was like so overwhelmed with how being a bride, yeah. I felt like very pressured from a social media perspective sure. of like showing up happy and pretty and skinny and tan and all my teeth are white and like yeah. all the things that you see brides doing. And um, yeah. I was overwhelmed by that. So as soon as the wedding was over, I turned my Instagram off my I took it off my phone and I kept it off for six months and it was like mm-hmm. I felt like I was missing out on a lot of things because I would see people <laughs> and they'd be like oh like you see that thing I posted or whatever and I'm like no I didn't I'm yeah. off Instagram and then you feel like you have to explain yourself because you're like what a weirdo <laughs> um but it was good for me and yeah. it you know I found I replaced it with other things like mm-hmm. I replaced it mostly with Pinterest um so I, I remember scrolled. you I was so active on Pinterest <laughs> and I, no one else was and I yeah like, it was just me okay. and me and myself We're on doing the Pinterest, Pinterest again all right yeah which right now is like all like tasteful tattoos and plant plant care um and like how to decorate an eco-friendly nursery um just like god that is that's what the uh, the pinterest board is right now i love it but i'd love to see your pinterest board oh it's like very botanical um yeah so you replaced it with something else and like gal and i have talked about that yeah our minds are searching for something when we like totally look for Instagram it's like an unplug so I think it's it does require like a rewiring and a habit like okay pick up the book yeah or pick up the phone listen to the podcast something that makes you feel productive or like yeah you know here's something an option like maybe don't be productive yeah right like like (laughs) maybe just go read a book yeah or sit or not even yeah Yeah. just sit there great time to learn how to meditate (laughs) yeah but so I agree with you like a a detox a it's, you know. it's necessary for me soon. I had an incident recently where I, um, I'm like, like I said, super busy, have a very busy social life and like lots of things to do on the weekend. And I saw an old friend doing something with another old friend recently. And I normally love when my friends hang out with each other or like I don't really get FOMO very often, but I had this really visceral reaction. I was like really upset that like I wasn't, it was like friends from home and yeah. I was like really upset that I wasn't hanging out in mm. like in Mystic where I mm-hmm. grew up like on the water and it was weird because I was like you're literally going to the beach somewhere else where you'd rather yeah. be with people you'd rather be with. Why do you feel like left out of this? Like mm-hmm. you do not actually even want to be there. Yeah. So there's that. And I remember when you did your detox last fall by the way. That's like when we became very close. Yeah. See I had all that energy to put into yeah. you. <laughs> uh, but I think – I'm on the opposite end, and we've talked about this. When when you say you like love watching other people hang out without you, um, <laughs> I get I have the visceral reaction almost always, where I'm like, "What the fuck?" Um, so so interesting. I love that you're honest about it. Yeah, and I, I also love to know like, where's the major- Like, where do people sit in that? So yeah, when you see your friends hanging out without you, are you? 
does that make you happy like Phoebe or does that make you want to light fires like me? Um, so let's hear about that. Yeah, um, yeah. But when we're talking about detox, what an awesome segue, Biebs. Nice. We went to the preserve yes, in Middletown did. for some yeah. serious detox. Yeah. Kate entered us on an Instagram giveaway and I My first ever randomly win. got this message that I was like, <laughs> won something to go to like a free visit to the preserve to go get – um, infrared sauna, which I love, but it's just not that accessible for me. And Reiki. Mm-hmm. And I've been meaning to book a Reiki appointment because I really wanted to see if it was something that would fit into like my healing wellness practices. and healing practices. Yeah. And I was like, I messaged um, Janelle mm-hmm. of Live With Well with Janelle. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a health coach and yoga teacher and like wellness extraordinaire. Just general fabulous. And human. I was like, wait, what is going on? Like, what I won what and she's like lol like your your friend Kate entered you and her on this giveaway and I was just like oh my I was over the moon yeah it was exciting it's it said to tag your bestie for like a spa day and so I just I just obviously tagged Phoebe and Gal was like wow did you even think about tagging me (laughs) I was like "Ooh, I'm gonna be honest didn't cross my mind but um so yeah Phoebe and I got to go to Middletown and we each had infrared sauna sessions um Reiki sessions with Janelle. Oh, it was amazing. And then we got to do these um, ion... Ion fl- footbaths. Yes. Yeah. Which, if you haven't looked into these, um, they're pretty fascinating. It starts off with just um, clear water. It looks like you're getting like a pedicure foot bath. And the water's clear, and they put salt in them. Yep. And salt in the water. And then there's, like I guess... slowly. She kept, like, adding it. Yes. And still the water's clear. And then she turns on the charge, which, like... Every ounce of the nerd in me was like, okay, so like electric current and water, are we going to die? But it, it's not, it's not that. Yeah. And then the water starts to change colors because it's actually pulling out toxins from your feet. Right. That's um, what it, the claim is, it, that it is detoxifying you through your feet. And the color of the water is kind of determined by like the meridian that's being cleansed yeah. or that's lighting up. So yeah. for me, it was a lot of like my liver and stagnant blood, which is what I work with on with my acupuncturist right it was kind of crazy like I um have I have Lyme and I have a lot of joint issues and that's what like mine was bright orange Mm -hmm. and that was the color that was associated with that and I was like oh it was pretty mystical um and it was one of those I I was expecting us to have the same color and then us to be like hmm we (laughs) we we see what's going on here same reaction every time but But no it it was actually quite different and so if you haven't done that, it's pretty interesting. So we did a full detox day. I sweat like 300 pounds out yeah. um, in the sauna. The last, so you're in it for 30 minutes and it's 153 degrees. Yeah. The last three minutes, I both of us had moments of being like, okay, so really hot. And yeah. my brain instantly goes into it. I'm like, have I read about anyone dying in a sauna? Yeah. <laughs> I was like starting to think like I might start having problems breathing yeah. if I stay in any longer. But I think part of that was mental because I saw I only had three minutes left. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, actually, the, I could barely see the timer because it was outside yeah. and it wasn't angled the right way. So I thought I had two minutes left, but I actually had three. And yeah, I was this like – This is the longest two minutes I, of my I thought life. it was going to like beep, beep, beep at the end. And it was like, oh, my God, there's another minute. And I was like – I started like panicking a little, but then I was like, just slow down, breathe. And like we could exit at any point. Yeah, like no one was <laughs> locking me in there. <laughs> oh, but I was like, I will stay in for the full 30. I will sweat yeah. this whatever 400 400- – calories out but literally passing out in one of those would be the most like embarrassing thing ever to have your butt ass naked your butt ass naked and so like sitting in a puddle of your sweat yeah so um which was this weekend by the way yeah that was like the weather this so for free we had a heat wave this weekend (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) but we absolutely love the preserve if you're looking for an infrared sauna uh, for a detox day check them out you can find them on instagram at the preserve newport i believe that's it um and and, and Janelle kind of works out of there. She mm-hmm. does Reiki out of there. Um, she does a lot of her own cool stuff too. So she's at Live mm-hmm. Well with Janelle, which Perfect. is the cutest Instagram name it ever. Is. I know. And, and she's the cutest ever she's too. So like an angel baby yeah. wellness goddess. She is. So go check yeah. her out. And uh, we're grateful for the preserve having us over. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And um, 
Yeah, so that was kind of like what's new, what's hip, what's hot, what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Beach and working all week. Yeah. That's and hashtag no new friends. Yeah. That's kind of what's going on. It's like, oh, you want to be friends? I'll talk to you in October. Well, Mercury's in retrograde. So there's just like I don't have space for anything new right now. I'm mm-hmm. I'm revisiting and tidying up like a lot of old things and finally fixing my car after three years because it it has totally shit the bed. It's so the boom boom machine. Yeah. Mm, that's okay. Anyway, so today we're going to do it a little differently. Instead of interviewing an outside guest, I, Phoebe, am going to interview Kate about her professional role as an integrative fertility health coach. Yay. Um, It's something I've really wanted to do for other people to hear for a while because I've had the pleasure of watching her professional development and, and also being able to pick her brain whenever I need to. Um, but I, I think it, she has a lot to share. You have a lot to share. So without further or, or do further, further ado, further or do, why does that sound strange? I think it's further ado, further ado. That's correct. Thank you. Yes. We're not sure where the origin of that word is. School guys. (laughs) I I read well. (laughs) Um, anyways, without further ado, uh, Kate. Want to tell me and explain to our listeners what integrative fertility health coaching is? Because yeah. you have to answer that question a lot. All the time. <laughs> All the time. Um, so it's definitely a, a super new role in industry. Um, health coaching in general, just on the, the basic level without being specialized, is new to healthcare yeah. to begin with. Um, and so I, I went through Duke University's integrative medicine program um recommended by my darling Phoebes. Um and I got a general health coaching kind of foundation certification and then I specialized through the Integrative Women's Health Institute in Optimal Fertility Health. Um and then I, you know, took a couple other classes, a couple other places. Um so that's kind of the background of I guess on paper on my resume beyond like my undergraduate degree which was luckily linked um (laughs) thank god putting that to use um but integrative fertility health coaching as the new industry that it is is really just an ultimate resource and support system for women and couples trying to conceive um and the area that I focus on is this kind of new area of focus I think in terms of like what everyone's talking about and it's called right. preconception right so it's before you start to try to have a baby yeah um whereas usually the attention starts to be you know hyper focused when you start to try to have a baby and even more so when you're pregnant obviously um and then we start to see a taper off in the postpartum which i'll get to that later but yeah. <laughs> um integrated fertility health coaching is working with these women and couples on really um optimizing their overall health because the biggest plot twist is the healthier you are, the healthier pregnancy and the healthier your babies are. So um, it's a mixed bag. Everyone who, uh, people who I work with obviously have a variety of backgrounds. And so depending on what their medical history is and what they present with, my coaching kind of shifts. Um, But areas that I focus on are nutrition and lifestyle, um, things like sleep, exercise, stress management, support system, um, as well as a huge part is education surrounding fertility cycle charting. Right. Um, so more than just plotting when you had your period, but also getting into some fertility signs and teaching women like what the hell is going on with their bodies so that we can just really feel empowered in that space. Um, so that when a woman gets pregnant, it's not this mystery. It's not mystifying. It's not scary. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, and so I just come alongside the woman that I work with, um, and I become their most supportive member of their tribe. Sure. And it's an honor, and I love it. Yeah. That's so cool. Thank you. I. It's so funny how things are definitely shifting within women's health and, like, in so- society, mm-hmm. I'd say. Like, I remember my mom telling me to, when I first got my period, that I should mark it on the calendar with a little red dot. And I, shortly after that, she would remind me of this, but I shortly after that like went on the pill because I wanted to and mm-hmm. his other friends were and I don't even know if I was sexually active yeah. but but it made your boobs grow that's what they said yeah and like I remember her being like you should really keep track of your period like it's important and she never really told me why I wish she had 
Um, but I remember thinking like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm like doing everything I can to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And obviously now, maybe 15 years later, I'm in a very different mindset around yeah. that. So, but I think a lot of people have to be educated along the way mm-hmm. because that's like the general starting point, you know, yep. like for it, it becomes really a partnership where we level set with each other. So yeah. the woman that I'm working with tells me where she's at in these categories. So yeah. I kind of have like a chart and you tell me in terms of how comfortable you are with those areas as well as how interested you are in working on them. That's really cool. Because I'm not going to work on nutrition yeah. um, and or exercise if you're like, hey, listen, don't care. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, we'll pivot. There's other things yeah. we can work on. Yeah. Um, but same yeah. thing goes if you, like a huge part of being an integrative practitioner is that I refer out because my wheelhouse is small. Um, And so I deal with other complementary alternative medicines as well as conventional medicine. Um, And I work with helping my clients find providers that work for their needs and their health. Right. Um, So if, but if someone says to me, I'm not interested in alternative medicine, I'm not interested in in finding a new OBGYN or I don't, you know, I I don't need a doula or a midwife, then okay, then that's something that we're not going to work on. But they get to dictate kind of the path that they're taking. Right. And that's what's cool about coaching is that yeah. I'm the support system and the resource is however much you want it to be. Cool. Um, and so it's a really fascinating because I think once you start, even if there's areas you didn't think you were interested in, as you go through the process, it's like, wait, is that the whole picture? Okay, let's start working on that then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like it's enlightening yeah, in the and process. You, and you start to feel empowered in that because we do have to shift this paradigm where women were told that periods were something to avoid <laughs> and we hated them where it, it is, you know, in my opinion, and I'm not like, I, this is not my concept. I'm, I'm, jumping on someone else's a period is a fifth vital sign um it tells you as well as practitioners a lot about what's going on in your body um in terms of your health because as women we are a delicate balance and the period is letting us know kind of that that balance is is or isn't working right um and so a lot of my education is working with women on loving their periods and and reading it and understanding it and the quality of the blood, the color of the yeah. blood, the symptoms prior to bleeding, the symptoms after bleeding, um, as well as the those other weeks that are in your cycle that are just equally as important to notice the signs that are going on because right. different hormones are really taking charge in different parts of your cycle. And if one of them is off, it's going to potentially prohibit your chances of pregnancy yeah. or create issues in the pregnancy. So... Right. Um, my ultimate goal isn't for people to get pregnant. My ultimate goal is for people to have healthy babies. Yeah. And so if you're willing to put in the work to have a healthy baby, then integrative fertility health coaching is yeah. a really great option. That's awesome. Would you work with people if they were interested in maybe getting their their bodies and like their period to a healthier place or like where they felt like it was more um, – like pain-free or like better balanced, yeah. um, more regular. Absolutely. And okay. I feel like the reason why for it ends up being this preconception phase primarily is it's yeah. a super motivated population. It's people who okay. are really trying to have the outcome of having a baby, whereas women who are not trying to conceive – shift their focus elsewhere you know yeah. um yeah. and sure, that they're focused on working exactly and, and it ends up sadly being this part of their life like oh I have painful periods yeah and that's my normal oh I hear that all the time and mm-hmm. it, it bums me out and I I tr- really do try not to be like you should really talk to yeah. you know, whoever mm-hmm. like my friend Kate or an acupuncturist or someone yeah. because like you don't have to have a painful period no and you don't you don't have to yeah if if you know surprisingly a lot of people aren't having their periods and and they're not on any form of hormonal birth control and that to me shouldn't be your normal um and so to answer your question yes I absolutely would work with someone on hormone balancing um and a a majority of what that would entail is the same categories because again it's just reaching optimal health which is that hormone balance um and I always will pull in different practitioners in that space because it's yes it you can heal yourself in a lot of these categories but working with a naturopath an acupuncturist um an herbalist as well as always like consulting with your general practitioner um is just hugely recommended to have a whole healthcare team because you are a whole person and a woman's 
reproductive systems is so complex. Yeah. Um, and to think that you can just have one person who you see once a year be able to handle all of that, I feel like isn't prioritizing yourself. Right. I know a lot of people don't even feel like their OBGYN or PCP has the answers. Like a lot of women, this has come up a lot in our, so is this normal conversation, live conversations, mm -hmm. is that people ask questions and they don't find them. And so they have to go elsewhere, like yeah. to a health coach. Or the or internet. <laughs> the internet. Or, yeah. you know, and there's a lot of cool books out there mm -hmm. now, but I think it there's something so valuable to working with someone who is trained. And yeah, or who's done the thousands of hours of research yeah. for you yeah. so that they can like you know comb through the bullshit and actually let you know like what's up yeah and I think that's something that I bring value to my clients is yeah. I nothing that I do is mandatory obviously and I'm not in the a professional licensing space to be able to mandate anything mm -hmm. um but I just suggest things based off of the things that you're bringing up yeah um and the changes that can be made in those spaces that I talked about, nutrition, lifestyle, exercise, you know, support system, including practitioners, fertility yeah. charting, it's huge the impact you can make in those areas yeah. in a short period of time. Sure. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. One of the things recently that you, like, brought my attention to that was just so, like, it gave me so much relief and it made so much sense and – um, it was so helpful was I was having like painful sex after my period mm -hmm. had gone it yep. was like gone for a few days yep and even though I <laughs> have been working in and out of women's health for the last several years and like read a lot about this stuff and have a medical background I completely missed the concept that like maybe my cervix was moving I think mm -hmm. that's what you, you were like yeah so the <laughs> cervix actually lowers and raises yeah. throughout the month under the control of different hormones right. so it is common that you can have an instance throughout your monthly cycle where sex with the same partner same penis feels different yeah. because the vaginal canal is actually reduced because of a lowered cervix um and the cervix is a super sensitive tissue. Yeah. So, um, you know, a little poke can feel like you're being stabbed. <laughs> um, so Exactly. <laughs> so it is common. Um, and it's fascinating because biologically our, our body raises and softens the cervix when we're ovulating or we're fertile right. to be able to accept a penis That's fur. where you were like, I was like, okay. Like, yeah, it's like you tied it all together. and Because mm -hmm. I've checked my cervix before mm -hmm. and like I have an IUD and I know how to check it. Yeah. And I, I know it goes up and down, but I just like wasn't putting the timing together. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that's just an example of like one tiny little pearl of wisdom <laughs> that you yeah, it's true. The cervix, <laughs> dropped on the me The cervix recently. is fascinating. Yeah, it is. So um, who do you work with? Like what kind of clients? Yeah. And we already talked about the fact that you – want to work with people preconceptually but mm -hmm. please feel free to go in on that yeah so my my vision right now is to work specifically in the preconception space and like you had mentioned someone looking to balance their hormones just for overall health I would put them in the pre-preconception space okay. um unless of course they are postpartum and then they'd be post postpartum okay so it's like um, period balancers yep Okay. So I would work with that person because I think that's a super valuable thing that earlier you can get your hormones under control just the better health you'll be in overall cool um but I do work specifically in the preconception space like I said a very motivated population high reward babies are really yeah. fucking cute so people <laughs> want those um and I work with people looking to conceive naturally or through um artificial reproductive technology so yeah. something like IUI or IVF um there's a huge benefit to working with a practitioner in an integrative space prior to going through your a round of IVF um yep. it can hugely impact the or minimize the number of rounds of IVF you have to go through um, and increase the success rate of the IVF. Yeah. IVF is a very low success rate treatment that no one talks yeah. about. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of IVF clinics report... It's so expensive. It's expensive, too. Yeah. They report their success rate as conceptions and not um, live births. Oh. And so IVF clinics' results are, tend to be pretty skewed um oh, it's pretty yeah it's pretty shitty detail um so you also hear a lot of like um okay. multiple births and miscarriages happen through IVF so what you're saying is like IVF 
success rates might be, I don't know what they are. Let's say they're- 30% is what's presented, but I think around 12 to 15% is actual live birth. Because likely that person was having a hard time conceiving in the first place, possibly because they weren't having good like implantation. Yeah, so their endometrial lining might be thin because of a low progesterone level, and then they're going through hormone therapy that's going to skew their natural hormones regardless. Um, And so by, you know- I hate to say it this way, but by forcing a conception with right. IVF, right. if your body was truly not ready to carry, it's a really high rate of miscarriage. Yeah. And so by not working with a practitioner to kind of get your womb prepared to carry beforehand, um, it's a it's a fraction of the cost of IVF and it would minimize yeah. the amount of rounds you have to go through. Yeah. Um, and you'll have a, probably a healthier baby. And a, probably a healthier pregnancy too. Right. Um, and your own health, right? It's yeah. like you're bouncing back probably from mm-hmm. the hormone yeah shots you're taking in exactly. a different way if you are supporting it mm, and correct? it might yeah if you're if your body is up to a high level of detoxification so your liver is really functioning properly those synthetic okay. hormones are going to be able to get out of your system right. okay. um because you're really just putting your liver on overdrive um yeah. and i think in my personal opinion um i think that anyone going through an ivf treatment should also have a mental health specialist to work through because the amount of mood fluctuations that can impact your mental well-being as well as your relationship well-being is huge um and so being paired with a mental health specialist who's trained in that which there are some in providence who i've actually connected with um it's an invaluable resource because the mental space that you're in when you're conceiving is something you directly translate to your child and so let's make that a positive one so if someone was looking for a mental health provider or like, mm-hmm. like a therapist yeah. for, for that, what would they be looking for? A maternal specialist. Maternal. Okay. So they would want to okay. work, um, and that wording might not be exactly accurate depending on the person. Okay, like um, there's other wording for it, Yeah, but that's one of the things that comes up. Yep, and okay. so there's usually an overlay between someone like a prenatal health specialist, okay. mental health specialist, um, okay. someone who works specifically in women's health, um, and someone who has experience with things like the, the strain of IVF on you okay. physically and mentally, as well as is experienced counseling for miscarriage because oh, that okay. is a, there's a high risk of miscarriage in yeah. IVF. So, yeah. okay. um, that's interesting. Yeah. It's again, just an opinion of mine. Um, but I think it's something I see long-term in terms of when someone works with me, who's going through IVF, that's a layer of support that I would provide. Obviously I'm not yeah. a licensed independent contracted social worker, <laughs> which we just found we just out found what that out acronym that's what is. It stands for. Um, I am L-I-C-S-W. not, yeah, <laughs> I am not licensed in that at all. And yeah. I don't provide mental health counsel. Um, but I would refer out for that. Okay. You do provide support though, right? Yes. So support is this kind of, um, really interesting level because okay. I, um, I'm supportive in the sense where I'm going to empower you and come alongside you, but you are the expert on you. Okay. I'm the expert on behavior change process. And so I will help you set the goals for achieving your optimal fertility health and for achieving having a really healthy, happy baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I do not prescribe. I do not, I do not recommend. I merely am, I'm there to be your sounding board, your shoulder to cry on, mm-hmm. um, and ultimately a huge resource factor for you. Right. you give because, advice when it's... Mm-hmm, because there's panic that arises, and so I kind of will help calm that okay. and help demystify some of these like really complicated preconception yeah. barriers, sure. especially if you're looking to use art, artificial reproductive technologies. Okay. Um, you get thrown in pretty quick, and it can be overwhelming. And so having someone in your corner who can kind of help be a li- liaison, right. but also just be a, a, a calming force sure. uh, is something that... Yeah, because you go to these doctor appointments and you have like a 15-minute slot like usual, maybe more your first time with them, and they're checking all these numbers, but then they're not even really spending the time Yeah, although, always explaining. Even if you can ask questions, like mm-hmm. there's a lot that gets missed in, in a conventional medical system appointment. Yeah, well, in the IVF so space, people get shuffled into it pretty quickly, and there's right. not... In my opinion, again, not adequate testing done prior, and so people end up going through IVF that actually could conceive naturally. Um, There's some ridiculous statistic that I can't come up with um, that was from one of my classes that was just talking about the high percentage of women who 
go through IVF who could conceive naturally but just were timing it wrong or something yeah, was yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. They just needed to um, maybe see, yeah, biohack a little exactly. bit. Exactly. They just need to like tweak a couple things. Right. Um, but instead like they're, you know, shuffled into IVF because once you utter the words that you've been trying and can't conceive, right. if you're under well, 35. It's yeah, under 35 yeah. if you've been trying for uh, 12 months unprotected sex and you haven't conceived, you will be shuffled right. into IVF and over 35, six months. And so. Sense. Well, it makes sense because like most OBs don't have that background in, mm-hmm. in teaching people this, yeah. how to naturally balance their mm-hmm. body yeah. or, or you know, increase their Increase their chances. chances. Also read their cycles is the biggest thing because when you chart, right. um, I can help you interpret what yeah. your body's telling you just by a couple little things. Yeah. Um, and then those charts become so valuable to take to a lot of these complementary alternative right. medicine practitioners like acupuncturists and naturopaths who are trained. Because in, they do know what all that means. Yes. And they're cool. and they're super versed in that language. Okay. Um, and I also, like my OBGYN is a, a nurse practitioner, she's a midwife, and she's a midwife? Yeah. Yeah. And she will help me with my charts as well. Yeah, yeah. So you, oh, cool. you, you can get people who are um, aware of it, uh, but it I would say it's yeah. more a rarity than a norm. Yeah. So um, I don't remember what your question was. Well, who, oh, do, who you do I work, work with? with? Yeah, so I work with people trying to have a baby. Okay. That's kind of Including like... Including men? So I will work with um, a couple. So okay. if, if it is a um, woman with a male partner and you are trying to conceive, I will be the first to let you know it takes two to tango. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're putting in all this work, you bet your bottom dollar, I'm going to recommend your husband yeah. does it too. Um, and for sperm quality, like a little fun statistic yeah. for you to know is... Let's talk about sperm quality, please. Annually, we're seeing a sperm quality decrease of 2%. Yeah. So it's since, dropping. Yeah, it's, it's dropped scary. in a huge, huge amount. But yet there's been no increase in male fertility support. Um, and we're seeing more women going through IVF because of a male infertility issue. So if you're out there and and you're hearing um, this statistic and it worries you, fear not because a lot of the male infertility stuff can be tweaked so quickly. Right, because what is it? How many days it takes spermatogenesis? So it's, we're going to say 72 to 90. Okay. I thought it was 72 days, but could be more. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what's cool about that is it matches up right with the female egg maturation time period. So oh, 90, cool, yeah, nature. right? Nature's cool. <laughs> so it takes 90 days for an egg to mature. It takes 90 days, we'll say, for okay. sperm to mature. So when I work on a preconception window, I'm using that 90-day biological time period to say, let's make these changes here because it's the environment that that egg and that sperm that are okay. going to come together okay. are being grown in. So is that why you prefer to work with people for three months? So I actually days? require a 30 uh, 90-day okay. contract okay. because okay. – to be, to be true to what I'm saying, which is I want to help people have healthy babies, yeah. um, that is required because right. the ingredients and the environment that you're putting out in those 90 days is directly impacting what's going into the ingredients, the egg and the right. sperm that's going to make the baby. Right, like you don't want to promise people something that you can't give them yeah. if you can't work with them long well, enough. Exactly. It's, you know, my, my program is for 90 days. Yeah. However, a question that I get asked is, what what does that mean if I get pregnant 30 oh. days in? That means that we should celebrate it. Yeah. And okay. that's like that's, that's my cool. that's my answer. Yeah. Um because when the body decides to conceive, it's letting you giving you kind of the green light, like, hey, we're good. Yeah. Um and you get to carry that child. So yeah. it becomes this really, really awesome responsibility to just nurture that child. At that point, the male's responsibility is out. So him making yeah. any changes is not really imperative at that point. He's done his job. Right. <laughs> but still as a mother, caring mother, yeah. you still have the responsibility to really create a beautiful and nurturing environment, both mentally, physically, and spiritually for that yeah. baby. And yourself, right? I mean. Yeah. Well, everything you do oh. is is for both of you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, it's really beautiful. Okay. That's so interesting. Um, I, I have been hearing a lot about um, the sperm quality rates mm-hmm. lately yeah. also. In, and they're starting to talk about egg quality too, which, sure, is, which sure. is great. But I kind of feel like we've talked about egg quality for a while and it often gets put on women that it's like, oh, your egg quality is going down. Oh, the number of your eggs are going yeah. down. And it's like guys have to take care of their bodies before yeah. they – want to conceive also because mm-hmm. it significantly impacts the way the baby's DNA sets yeah. itself up or and the epigenome. For the guys, it's a sprint. For the woman, it's a marathon yeah. because once the conception happens, it's like 
then the work also yeah. really starts to kick in. Right. For a guy, once conception happens, like yeah, he's like off the so. hook. <laughs> um, so yeah. when I work with couples, you know, one of the first things I ask them is, do you want to have a baby? Both Ooh. of you. Independently answer that question. Wow. And then when do you want to have a baby? Yeah. And why? So I'm sure some people have some mixed answers. And that is super revealing. You know, yeah. the body is not stupid. It yeah. can sense all of these things. And yeah. the mental blocks you put up will translate to your physical yeah. um, ability to conceive. And so um, it's a, to answer your question, I do work with men. And I think it's super, super valuable to link in your partner okay. um, in any type of fertility treatment because it ultimately is going to be your child together. Cool. Um, and so... You should both be equally invested. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. So would you ever work with someone coming off of birth control? Yeah, so I do work okay, with people okay. coming off of birth control. I kind of thought you did, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's kind of – sometimes people are coming off of it because they just want to not be on hormonal birth control. Yeah. We, we know a lot of our friends are yeah, either there exactly. or in that process. Mm-hmm. And um, they want to, like, learn to read their fifth vital sign, their mm-hmm. period, and – but it's taxing on the body sometimes and kind of like a scary in between sometimes, yeah. right? So, well, it's a transition like anything. Yeah. Um, it's something that your body gets used to and then you take it away. Right. So um, I am not a birth control shamer. I get put in that category a lot. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> we, we both do. Yeah. But we're both a very pro birth control. I am pro. If that's what you yeah, want and is, need, go for it. My my number one line is if it's nurturing to you, yeah. then rock on. Yeah. Um, we just want more people to know. Be educated before they do what it. it does to their body. Yeah. How it works. Exactly. You know, like you should know for any pharmaceutical. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. anyways. So yes, I do work with people coming off of it, um, cool. and I think it's good knowledge just to let people know. Uh, those hormones stay in your system for quite a bit. So I recommend coming off birth control at a minimum of three, ideally six months prior to trying to conceive. Cool. Um, just to give your body, again, think of the ingredients, right? So that yeah. those ingredients aren't mixed with synthetic hormones. Right. Um, not that it becomes an issue. I'm not saying your babies are doomed if you get pregnant yeah. right off of the birth. I like, always get yeah. nervous that people are going to feel violated by what I'm saying. Um, I'm just saying – if you are asking me how to have the healthiest baby, that yeah. is my answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. those synthetic hormones get caught in like biofeedback loops, yeah. right? And and I think a lot of people think that like you take these hormones and they like go right to your uterus and ovaries and like your uterus yeah. and ovaries does something with it. Like I think maybe if you asked me before I – well, I don't know. I, maybe in high school, I would have thought like it. I don't know. You like bleed it out. Yeah, and but actually, you, it stays in your whole system. And I, the thing about hormonal birth control, the combo pill specifically that most people are on, um, who are on the pill, there's a the mini pill, right. there's a the combo pill. Yep. Um, the mini is just progestin, and the combos and estradiol and a, yep. um, progestin. But it actually depletes your folic, uh, your folate stores in your body. It's right. it's depletes folate and a couple other essential vitamins and nutrients um, that are essential for pregnancy. So it's, I would say, more about building up those stores than it is about detoxing the synthetic hormones. Well, I think both are important, I would say. So folate has been linked to like spina bifida. Yeah, Um, folate deficiency. And so, yeah, folate deficiency, thank you. Um, So which is why people always say to take a prenatal, it's usually 400 to 800 micrograms of folate um, in the form of folic acid in a prenatal vitamin. And so my recommendation is always to start a vitamin um, routine as you are coming off the birth control pill to sort of have your body start to detox and start to build up those stores. Again, thinking of it like Legos, just like getting the pieces involved to be able to build a human. You're building a person. Well, it's so interesting because like adequate folic acid um, or folate – levels are essential for building your blood cells to the right size and able to even carry oxygen around your body so it's They're like so important i mean it, that's like a, just one other piece yeah. of the puzzle and so and there's many many it's been statistically or it's been proven in medical studies that hormonal birth control pills deplete you of your folate right reservoirs. and your gut microbiome yep and that has been a real since learning that 
Uh, we, don't, we don't have to get yeah. into it. It's worth noting. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know. And we can talk about that yeah. a whole other podcast. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I would work with someone coming off of birth control. Cool. Although I would I would actually say I would love to work with someone coming off of birth cool. control because my own journey started coming off of birth control. Right. And mm-hmm. I wish I had a support system and I didn't. And so. Yeah, well, so I think what's so interesting is like you are working with people number your I, th- I feel like your number one client or like most of your clients are working on healthy preconception yep. with the goal of fertility mm-hmm. but you came off of hormonal birth control with the initial goal of just being off of hormonal birth control yep. and you've had really good luck with managing your fertility mm-hmm. so that you don't get pregnant because you haven't been ready yeah and I just feel like a lot of people have no they maybe want to try doing that, but it is a little scary just to read it's a online. High user error. <laughs> yeah, and so I yep. feel like for people who are like, okay, I want to stay sexually active, I want to not get pregnant, mm-hmm. but I don't want to use any other method. Yep. Um, I feel like working with you would be so valuable. Yeah, it's a, um, it's where I actually get nervous because yeah, um, <laughs> I I've been very successful and I have a you know people I've learned from as well as a lot of people that I follow in this space who have you know tracked their fertility signs as a way of not um, not getting pregnant and um that's been great for me but I've always had the ability to be like if I were it would be okay because I was in a monogamous committed relationship I mean I was I was with Gallo at that point um But it's not something for everyone, uh, and I wouldn't recommend it for everyone because it does require you being able to say or be okay with the opportunity of uh, the option of getting pregnant. Right. Um, and so that's why it makes me nervous to work with people in that space because the risk is higher. Whereas sure. when I'm working with people and teaching them how to read their fertility signs to get pregnant, the risk is what they're looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, right. it, it right. becomes a, a change in, in the space. Not that I wouldn't be willing to have a conversation with someone and give them some knowledge, um, yeah. you know, multiple years of, of learning and anecdotal as well as I actually got trained to be a fertility awareness educator. So yeah, um, it's something that I am comfortable in, but it's less comfortable in the yeah in and <laughs> not a preconception yeah. space. Understandable. Yeah. Um, are you have you thought about offering um, like pick your brain sessions for people who aren't looking to sign on? Yeah. Yet? So that kind of flows into um, I think. Your I'll vision? give you. I'll give you kind of like a vision idea yeah. of right. what I'm thinking let's, for. Let's hear the bird and bee. Yeah. So my practice is vision. bird and bee, um, like the birds and the bees. Um, <laughs> and my my right now vision is to work with people looking to conceive. Okay. Um, and I down down the road probably soon um, would offer people an opportunity to pick your brain consults where you could have a one time session where you can ask me sort cool. of. Um, Ask me questions with uh, it's like it's like a Google session, but you're getting a resource that is not Google um, answering them, <laughs> um, as well as maybe just a support system if you need a um, a nod to a provider or a nod to a practitioner um, or a supplement that you know I've reviewed and I and I like or something. Um, I would offer that in the educated near future. Opinion. Yeah, exactly, and that's what it is. It's just cool. educated opinions. Um, so I would offer those in the future, um, but they don't come with what I think is kind of the the meat and potatoes, um, which is like an a tribe member. It's someone who comes alongside and is actually physically holding your hand for gotcha. for ninety days, um, or whatever your preconception window you want to work with. Um, it, with ninety days usually being the minimum, unless of course conception happens beforehand and then we can discuss but um (laughs) my vision overall and kind of it's it's scary to put out there but it's it's what I'm thinking um I just keep envisioning so I'm gonna go with it um I want to open a practice in Rhode Island that has support for women from their 20s to their 50s um and exactly addressing the the thing that as women we are such complex creatures um and we need support yeah. Um, and I think that it is a miss on our healthcare system that we're not being treated as a whole, meaning that yeah. you go to one person who's not connected to the other person who's not connected to the other person. So the vision for my practice is that you come in and you get seen as a healthcare team. Yeah. Um, and so there's a variety of practitioners under one roof. It's like the ultimate referral because if they work in my practice, I'm telling you that they're at the caliber that I 
um, accept, which yeah. is only the best. Yeah. Um, and it would allow for women to feel supported through pre-preconception, which is that hormone balancing stage probably in their 20s. Um, preconception, when they're thinking about conceiving. Prenatally, um, when you are pregnant, postpartum. Um, as well as post-postpartum. So working um, in those latter spaces in terms of new mom identity, um, uh, I'm sorry, postpartum care, both mental and physical health, um, having people on the team that can see and address women from every angle um, and every situation. So that's kind of the long-term vision is having a practice where a woman walks in at 25 and walks out when she's, you know, menopausal yeah. um and there's a team that supported her and made her feel seen yeah um for 25 years yeah and so uh that's my hope because I feel like that's something that I want and they tell you to create things that you think are missing and so that's what I think is yeah. missing <laughs> I hope I have the opportunity to join in on that I, vision someday. yeah <laughs> um so that's what the long-term thing is that I'm trying yeah. to work out um and I ultimately you know my next couple of projects I would like to become a postpartum doula beautiful be able to support the postpartum space um so needed and I think it's uh valuable so I I'm seeing where there's a hole and I think there's holes preconception and I think there's holes postpartum and so I um feel compelled with the gifts that I've been given to fill those the best I can to those who are close to me so that's my vision, and I'm super excited, and I feel very, very honored yeah. um, and overwhelmed, and my stomach hurts sometimes about it, but <laughs> I know, in a good way. Like hit the ground running with this whole thing. Yeah, it's and it's been amazing. It's one of those things, and I, I feel this very, like almost like the back a background noise of like a hum, like an excited hum, where it's like it's coming for me. Ugh. And like I feel it, and I'm like, wow, something big is about to happen. Yeah. And I don't know what it is yet, but um, I'm just going to go with it. But yeah. in the meantime, <laughs> it is it is so rewarding to work with women who haven't had a period for two years and are getting their periods yeah. now working with me or have been trying to conceive and are getting pregnant. And yeah. um it's it's huge and it's wonderful and I feel like I need to pinch myself sometimes but um it's yeah it's amazing so if you had any questions if you're listening and you have any questions about this space I love chatting um yeah, where can people find you you can find me at birdnb.co not com if you haven't visited already <laughs> yes. dot co dot co not not com yeah um and then you can contact me through that site. You can also find me on Instagram at bird and bee fertility. Um, and yeah. And around Providence. And around, bopping around Providence. You can always Probably find me. Probably on a jump bike yeah. or walking. Yes. Or the bird scooters. Love the bird oh, scooters. They're so fun. Yeah. So that's that. Well, thanks for filling everyone else in, Kate. I love hearing you talk about this. It's been so amazing to watch this journey blossom. Because it's it's happening. Oh, it's happening. Yeah. Very cool. I'm going to hand off this control of the mic to you. Okay. (laughs) Um, And I'll wrap us up. I guess, yeah. Yeah. So um, here we are, end of July. Um, We have an awesome event coming for you guys in September if you're in the area. Something special is being planned. It will be great. Um, We... Yeah, we're going to bop around for the next couple of weeks because summer is is time to play. Yeah. So we hope you all are out playing yep. and soaking up the sun, wearing your sunscreen, um, splashing in the water, and <laughs> listening to your podcast. Um, Getting wet. Yeah. <laughs> we encourage everyone to get wet. Um, and we, you know, we hope you're wonderful and we send you all the good vibes yeah. and we can't wait to talk to you again soon. Yeah. You can find us at So Is This Normal on Instagram. Next episode, we'll be interviewing our very own Phoebes. Um, and Flip the script. Yep. Learning all about what she's doing with her doctoral, doctoral project as well as just hashtag ruling the world oh so um stay tuned for that and shoot us any recommendations we have a couple people in queue that we're going to have yeah. on the show that aren't us um and we'd love to hear from you and hear what you want to hear and we love your feedback and feel free to review us if you are so compelled on subscribe iTunes. yeah <laughs> peace out dudes thanks bye